Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this show. If you are listening in Overcast, the iOS podcast app, if you could click recommend, that would mean a lot. Thanks. It's time for some Snapchat. This is Mega Maker episode 20. Ah! This past week, I did two things, and both of those things had interesting responses. One, I sent out an email to the Mega Maker email list. And two, I sent out an SMS, a text message to the Mega Maker text message list. And with the email, I was asking people, what are you working on and what's your biggest struggle? And there was a trend in terms of the responses. Uh, especially when it came to the struggle, a lot of folks are worried that they're not going to choose the right thing. They say, you know, I have so many ideas, but I just don't know which one to start, or I'm scared of starting the wrong thing, or I'm scared of investing in something that's not going to go anywhere. And in the midst of that, my friend Chris Enns, who I've known forever, he's a podcaster out in Saskatchewan. He runs goodstuff.fm with some other people. He released his first paid product, a really small little project called Snapchat 101. Uh, basically, for old guys like me that can't figure out Snapchat for the life of them, it was just a series of 10 video tutorials that went through Snapchat's really confusing UI and showed, again, folks like me how to use it. And I was really excited for Chris because I've been asking him or pushing him to put out a product forever. And you know what? I'm, I'm just going to call him. Hold on. Hey, Chris, congrats on shipping, man. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's, that was the, like I I think I said to you, I don't know. I was talking to Sue, my wife at lunch today, but like 10 was my goal. Yeah. Like, and I was like, there's no way who's going to buy it. Even 10 people. Like my mom's not going to buy it. So who's going to buy it? <laughs> So I was like, oh, wow. I know it doesn't like, it's not like now I quit my job and this is what I do for yeah. a living is sell a $5 course or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's just fun to enjoy it. Yeah, for the totally, day. man. I'm, I'm proud of you for doing it. You waited for a long time before you released your first paid product. What, what do you think is scary about making something and then charging for it? I think for me, it's definitely that feeling of like, uh, like we've sort of talked about a huckster and, and charlatan kind of idea and feeling like it's one thing to throw a video. Like in the past, this is what I would do with that idea. If I followed through to actually recording it, I put it on YouTube, hide it away in some channel that has maybe 10 subscribers, random bots or whatever. I might tweet about it once and then be like, huh, I wonder why nobody's watching my video. And then be like, well, I'm probably not a good at what I do and, you know, or whatever. And so then, then it just feeds that idea of like, well, of course I wouldn't charge for something. Like if nobody's willing to watch it for free, <laughs> why are they going to pay for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So when did you feel kind of validated in what you were doing then? I, the, more, the bigger moment for me was the pre-order moments of getting just like before I really promoted it much or whatever and then Product Hunt featured it somehow – and getting a few of those pre-orders through. And then once it passed over my initial threshold of 10, then it was kind of like, oh, wow, like this is actually a thing that I'm doing, not just a thing I'm doing. 
And so that moment of certainly getting um, a sale for a thing that I had made was really cool and really like I think I texted my wife or whatever and and you know it's exciting. And then but the bring back down to earth too of like okay that was five bucks yeah. so. <laughs> I and I, I know how much time I spent on this, and I haven't earned a uh, minimum wage in Canada yet. By <laughs> <laughs> there's one sale or whatever of this, and so you know, chill. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's still worth celebrating these small little wins. And in some ways, that's what I I really wanted to kind of emphasize here is I think what you've done is exactly what everyone who's getting started should do, which is to start small and start small in terms of everything. Like start small in terms of scope, start small in terms of how much it costs. Um, You know, I've been talking to a lot of people who have been launching things and the launch didn't go the way they expected. And when I looked at the product, the product looked great. When I looked at, you know, kind of the launch sequence, everything looked great. And the only thing that was missing was that they hadn't built up any trust yet. And, you know, there's like this whole meme, like you got to like double your price and like charge more and all these things. But I think when you're getting started and nobody really knows who you are, you should start with something really small and you should have a small price tag associated with that too because people don't know you yet. And so in order to get kind of people trusting you, you have to, you know, charge a small amount get them in the door and then just blow their socks yeah. off. Yeah. And that's where I think people, maybe for people who listen to you, I don't know if they, like I know you a bit or we, we've never actually met in person, but I know you enough anyways over time. But like, this isn't, this is the first time I've, this is legit. The first time I've done a sale of a product or course thing. I'm trying to think back. Like I've been on Twitter since 2006. Like I'm not some just on the internet thing, but this is the first time I've done something like this. I do website design and consulting locally here for a business that's running my own business, but this is the first time I've done something of this nature. And so it is kind of like, I do have trust. I have Twitter followers, I have whatever, but so we're not like, it's not like I have this huge chip to cash in on the internet, you know, internet fame chip or whatever of like, now I've done this. So now you guys will follow me to this other thing. Like, but I, I haven't burned that bridge either, I guess. Right. And so that was the nervousness even with this is like, okay, I'm putting this out here. This is the, the thing where people decide, okay, I either trust Chris with mm-hmm. this kind of stuff or he's a charlatan or whatever. You know, it is just like I'm stepping in one direction and are people going to follow me that way, I guess, is mm-hmm. a bit of a yeah. concern. So, Yeah, exactly. Uh, the beautiful thing, though, is now you have proven that you've built something that people care enough about that they're going to pay some money. And even when you get one sale, like some people get really bummed if they only get a few sales, but as soon as you have one person on the internet that's willing to give you a dollar, you can reach out to that person and ask them three questions. First of all, why did you buy it? What are you using it for? And what's your biggest struggle in that area? And those responses will help you to, first of all, figure out why, you know, why are people buying it? Maybe they're buying it just because they're a fan in general of all the stuff you've done before. But maybe in your case, Chris, maybe they own a social media agency and they're trying to train their staff on how to use Snapchat. Well, once you know that, now you can double down and try to find more people like that. And you can also figure out, okay, if 
if this is what they're using it for, if they're using it to train their staff, well, what's your biggest struggle in terms of training your staff? And you can bring that information back. You can make your product better, but then you can also go out and find other customers that match that profile. So this is supposed to be where I take a break and let you know about Balsamic. Uh, if you remember, my friend Peldy loves the show and him and his team said, we want to sponsor the whole month of April. And this is where I'm supposed to tell you how great it is for prototyping and doing really easy and quick mock-ups. But today I'm going to actually go against the sponsor's interests and tell you how to get Balsamic mock-ups for free. Now, I've been following these folks forever, so I know this, but a lot of people don't know that Balsamic gives more software away for free than anybody else I can think of. If you work for a nonprofit, you can get it for free. Do you contribute to an open source project? You can get Balsamic for free. Are you just a general do-getter and need mock-ups to make the world a better place? Well, you can get Balsamic for free. If you're a student and need it for your class, your whole class will get it for free. They just know that some people need it and can't afford it. And so all you have to do is go to balsamic.com free and apply. And they usually respond within a day or two. And they're just really generous. Do you know what else they do? They donate 3% of their profits to charity each year. It's, it's crazy. I just love them. I think they're great people. Go to balsamic.com slash free. And listen, also, if you can afford it, go to balsamic.com and use the code MEGAMAKER and pay for it because they're doing great work. This whole interaction with Chris got me thinking. You know, every day I get emails from makers who have just created their first thing. And a few of these things are truly exceptional. The maker has clearly put in a ton of time and effort into creating a high-quality project. And often these are tiny products. They started small, shipped it, and then are looking for their first customers. But the hard part is trust. People don't know them yet, so they don't trust them. And to get traction, you need people to buy your thing, use it, and tell others about it. You know, that's what, is, that's what builds trust, usage. But if people don't know who you are, they're not willing to take that initial plunge and give you that $5, $10, whatever, to you know, step inside and see what you've done. So I had this idea. Uh, have you ever heard of a flash mob? It's like when a large group of people suddenly show up at the same place at the same time to perform a specific action. What if we did that, but for new makers? You know, someone who has just released their first thing And a bunch of us agree to show up and help that person with their launch. And so like practically, I think it looks like, you know, a bunch of us saying, okay, we're all going to commit to this person. We're going to buy their little thing. We're going to try it out. We're going to tell people about it. And if they need it, we're going to provide constructive feedback. And, you know, for most of us, spending $10 isn't a big deal. But for the maker, it's a huge deal. Someone on the internet has just given them their first dollar. It gives them the confidence to keep going. It alleviates that that anxiety you feel before you're thinking about, you know, putting your thing out in the world. And plus, if it works, it'll give them that initial traction that they need. All of a sudden, they'll have real customers and we would be the customers as well. We'd be able to honestly recommend it to our friends. So I wanted to get immediate feedback on this idea. So I created a, a webpage, megamaker.co slash mob. And then I texted 
to the Mega Maker SMS list and said, what do you think of this idea? Don't share it yet. I just want to know what you think. And I got hundreds of replies. And I would say 99.7% of them were very encouraging and very positive. People loved this idea of a bunch of us showing up and just making a maker's day. Another funny thing had happened. Uh, on that page, uh, megamaker.co slash mob, I used Chris and his Snapchat course as an example of a project we could mob. And I just put it in there as a placeholder, but all of a sudden people started texting back saying, oh, this is great. And I just went and bought Chris's course. So I called Chris and asked him, are you getting any sales all of a sudden? I was sitting with Sue and at lunch, we went out for lunch and then I was like, oh, got this text from your, the, what do you call it? I forget what you call it, the SMS list. The SMS. Secret maker missions. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it's another one of Justin's ideas. I'll check it out when I'm back after lunch. <laughs> and then I got your email or DM or whatever, like saying, hey, I featured this in here. And because I uh, all of a sudden got these, yeah. a bunch more sales or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I should go actually go look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my dumb face on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. so, yeah, it was cool. So can you tell us about like total sales? What's the total breakdown? Yeah. So like total right now, as we're talking is 28 sales. Awesome. I'll give you the, the scoop I was going to save for my own little podcast, but <laughs> the total is 28 sales. Some of those were like, I have a Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash I, Chris, yeah, that yeah. Uh, I gave those folks a free copy or whatever, if they wanted it, just because they're already paying me for podcasting and I'm sort of taking time away from the areas. So they, there's some of those folks in there, but anyways, um, producthunt.com is listed as the top seller right now with 10 sales. Okay. Yeah. Uh, direct and email and instant messaging is six. Megamaker.co is also is six. So out of the 28 sales that Chris has made, Six of them, or 21%, came from me just asking people for their opinion on SMS, which kind of validates the whole idea of a maker mob. And so that was enough kind of validation for me to feel like we should do this. We should try this experiment out. So if you go to megamaker.co slash mob, you can be a part of this first one. We're going to try it out. And... I've also posted all the responses I got from those text messages there as well, so you can look at those. And I think we'll leave it there. This is kind of a funny episode because I was supposed to talk about these two software projects Marty and I are working on, uh, NetworkEffects.me and RemoteWorkers.club. This is software month at Mega Maker. Sometimes we make physical objects. This month we're making digital objects, our digital products. And we're going to compare the launches of those two apps side by side. But you'll have to wait till Wednesday and I'll have a lot more to share with you about both of those you can get the show notes for this episode at megamaker.co slash 20. Our theme music is by striker-metal.com, and our podcast is hosted by simplecast.fm. That's it, folks. I will talk to you later.